0: So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show, Tina Talks A Lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. A number of years ago, uh, my hubby Preston and I made the conscious decision to share our marriage story a bit more publicly. See, our pastor knew our journey. He knew the path that we had been on, and he asked us if we would be open to sharing that uh, in front of the church, actually recording a video that would be shared in front of the church. And he asked us if that would be okay for him to share on Easter Sunday. Now, on this particular time, my hubby had said, you know what, I'm not quite ready yet. (laughs) Like, Can we please make some like friends first and uh, make some connections with some people? Cause this was real early on in our church um, starting. And so I said, yep, totally fine. Well, sure enough, our pastor came back to us again the next year and said, are you ready yet? Like, are you ready for us to share this? And we were, and not only did we share uh, our story at church, we also hit the record button on this very podcast and shared with all of you. You can find the link to both the podcast and the video in the show notes below. Um, the the one for the podcast is actually just episode eighteen, so it's quite a scroll uh, back. Now that we've been doing ninety days in a row, um, but it's called "Marriage Is Worth Fighting For." And if your marriage is in a spot where you need to maybe turn turn up the notch a little bit and and work on it, I would highly recommend. Uh, listening or watching either one of those, I think if anything, they give hope, and that was our purpose and our uh, of, of hitting that record button on both on both the uh, video and and the podcast. So now, since uh, we shared that, we do get a lot of people that ask us questions or come to us for guidance, um, and I get that we do not replace a counselor whatsoever, not even in the slightest. But I do also understand that it's really helpful to ask questions of people that have walked a similar path um, or that have walked a difficult path. And so one of the things that we get asked is like, what worked for you? Like, how did you make this just drastic change in your life and your marriage? And my answer, like in a really short, like one sentence, and of course, then I elaborate is that we got off the conveyor belt. And what does that mean? Exactly, which of course I will divulge. That's what this podcast is all about: the transparency and sharing all the things. Um, but getting off the conveyor belt actually meant a lot of a lot of things for us, um, and in most of them, those things, make people question, and they'll make people question you a lot. So before you really take action, maybe on getting off the conveyor belt, be ready for some pushback. Change makes people uncomfortable and you changing specifically, if you are a big part of other people's lives, makes them have to re-examine their own choices, their own life. And sometimes people may look at it and be like, well, did I do something wrong? Not necessarily. Um, just because you're changing doesn't mean that means they did something wrong, but people can project that onto themselves. So just be ready for that. Um, relationships will change as you change. So. Pretty obvious, but I don't know that I was ready for that. <laughs> so I have five points, just five different areas that, you know, over the course of time really, really helped us be able to focus on the things that mattered, focus on our relationship um, together, our relationship, you know, in our faith with our kids, and turn a little bit more, you know, self centered a bit to make sure that what we were doing in this life was aligning for all of those right purposes and that we had our priorities lined up uh, in in the way that that we felt they should be. So the first one is we worked really hard at not being typical. And that actually started when we first met um, from really simple things like we did not want to say, I love you every single time we got off the phone, every time, single time we saw each other we wanted to make sure that it mattered like that. It, it like, not that it, I, I, it matters, right. Anytime you say it, no shame, if you say it all the time. Um, but we wanted to make an impact, you know? And so still to this day, um, when Preston says, I love you, or when I say, I love you to Preston, like, we just know, like it just hits still, um, like it did 20 years ago when we met and, Also to go with this one, we worked hard at not being typical. It was like not just doing something because it felt right in that moment, but we wanted to make sure it actually felt right in the next moment and the next moment after that. And so I don't know if that resonates with you or or I even described it, you know, in detail enough, but that was one thing that that really did make a difference for us. And that thing of not being typical really does make people think, hmm, like. Hmm. You're different. This is different. Right. And, um, sometimes people like that. Some people don't like to be that different. Right. But just not being uh, typical and being a little bit kind of on the misfit, like a little bit on the outside of, of a lot of different things, but we needed to do that. We needed to. And that definitely is one of the biggest things that got us off, um, a conveyor belt, you know, like the repetitiveness, right. Number two is we both let, left our corporate jobs. Now, I would say that, you know, mine happened well before, um, you know, we went into the real rocky portion of our marriage, um, but Preston's wasn't. It was actually one of the de- deciding, um, one of the decisions we make right in the middle of, of our mess. And uh, I would say that these were both incredible um, changes, things that um, many people questioned and wondered, you know, why are, why are you doing this? Uh, But I know that God had a hand in this. And I know that it was one of the very, very uh, main reasons that our marriage stayed together. Um, We left that kind of rat race of corporate and never turned back, like never looked back. And we definitely haven't turned back. Uh, We are very happy to not be on that conveyor belt. And as we walked through uh, the world as it was in the um, quote unquote pandemic, uh, we we got to make decisions um, based on what we really desired desired to do with our lives and not based on what someone else wanted. And that made a difference for our marriage too. Number three, we brought our kids home from school. Uh, We made that another conscious decision that we wanted to make more decisions for our kids. And we did not see that happening within the school district and our school district is actually really amazing. And there's incredible teachers and so much. Uh, but a lot of their hands are tied. And so they aren't able to make a lot of the decisions that uh, I know that they'd like to. And I had a book fall in my lap. Uh, actually, I probably really scouted it out. But I, I saw it, wanted it, read it, and it really confirmed my decision in homeschooling. It was called Wild and Free. And I love the philosophy of this book. Um, I love the philosophy of, of those that teach it and those that uh, that work um, within Wild and Free. Uh, It is a really great book. And so if you're even slightly considering uh, jumping into the homeschool world, this one will help you ease into it. And another book that I'm actually reading right now that's even confirming my thoughts around education is called Skip College. And now... (laughs) Does it mean skip all college? No. Um, but it gives you a different perspective that like, if you're around my age, I'm 41 years old, um, college was just like a non-negotiable for our family. Um, I was the first one actually in my, in my family to go to college. Um, but it was just an expectation. Like, I just didn't know any different. I knew I was going to college. Now I don't have that. I don't have a regret of this. I'm you know happy that I did. Um, but it's changed. Things have changed. And so, um, it was really interesting to hear um, while reading this book and Wild and Free, just kind of the root of education, um, where it's gone and and where, you know, it's projected to go. And so bringing my home kids home from school gave us, like, I don't know if I want to say gave us our life back, but gave us our life so that we could make the decisions on what was going to happen. <laughs> and I love it. I I just, I'm such an advocate for it. And I know a lot of people don't think it's for them. And I guess I would just challenge people to re-examine where they're at. And again, you might be like, Tina, heck no, I'm still not there. Again, absolutely no shame, um, no guilt, no judgment. Uh, There's plenty of people that will always forever um, send their kids to school and totally fine. Again, no judgment. It's just what helped us get off the conveyor belt. And I know, I know that I know that it turned our marriage around. In a lot of ways, Um, we had to uh, figure out what it looked like to be home all day, every day with our family. And and to me, I feel like that's how God designed uh, family and wanted us to be together, more together than we are apart. And I feel like our culture pulls us apart. Dad goes off to work. Mom now goes off to work and kids go off to school. You meet up at home, maybe for dinner and you're off to sports. And I just don't think that's a family unit. And so the only way I could figure out how to make that happen, so we were together more often and connected more often, uh, truly was to homeschool the kids. And today, for example, uh, we had a really flexible day, but my kids learned a ton and it was super fun. We hung out with some friends. Um, we sat down and did our schoolwork. Kids did some a bunch of stuff actually on their own, and I don't feel like they're missing out. I feel like they're having um, the time of their lives actually, and they got off the conveyor belt and now it gave them permission uh, to do it themselves going down, down the path. Like maybe they won't even jump into some of the things that we did with like corporate and all this stuff. Right. That's my little plug for homeschool. Go homeschool. Go. <laughs> Number four, we took a look at what our daily actions were that, uh, that like actually created our life. And we're still working on this. But like everything we do on a day-to-day basis, like that's what completes our life. So if you've got a handful of all these activities that you're doing on a daily basis, that is your life. I know that sounds like so silly, uh, (laughs) but is that the life you want? Like, what do you want to pull from one hand to the other and like leave and kind of like dust off the one? Right? Like I can just like visually see it in my hand. Like, what do you actually want to transfer? into this like next season, like what does future me look like? And if future me, I want it to look different, um, than current me, then chances are some things need to come off of that day-to-day life, you know, structure. And I, I don't know that I can You know, a a lot of it came down to some of the same stuff, leaving corporate, you know, school, that sort of stuff. Um, But it was also like, what, if we're going to add something in, what needs to be taken out, right? Um, One of the things that is not part of our daily life is, is the TB, um, it's so rarely on in our house because I just knew it wasn't adding to my life at all. And now there's still, like I said, this is still something we're working on um, to, you know, this kind of idea of what are our what are our daily actions? Like we're still working on that, you know, pulling stuff out. I would say like social media or, you know, too many electronics, that sort of thing can definitely, we can work on that. Um but changing some of those daily actions because I didn't see that as future me was a huge contributor to getting off that conveyor belt, you know, being in kind of that typical state. Right. And like I said, completely changed our marriage and number five, I actually have a podcast on this one as well. And I'll put a link on it was that we stopped having our weekends revolve around the societal norm of drinking and this is probably the number one that changed our relationships most. And I mean, I just, I want to continue saying this because I, I have no judgment whatsoever. If, if that is still um, where you're at, if you're choosing, you know, your weekends revolve around that, um, that's your own journey. Uh, but for me, it wasn't working and it, it made that more of a priority than so many other things in my life. And we had to change it. And this was getting off the conveyor belt because both Preston and I grew up in environments where drinking was the norm, right? It happened, you know, on a, on a very, very regular basis. And I, you know, again, not a judgment thing, but it was like for us to change that path that we were on, uh, disrupted a lot of environments that we were a part of from friendships to family and, and kind of, you know, all of the, all of the above, we were a part of that. We were a big contributor of it. And so we got right off that conveyor belt. And although we'll have a drink here or there, um, it does not rule our weekend whatsoever. Most weekends, it's not even part of it, but it does not rule our weekend. So I would say next up, like on our list is doing some more homesteading and just figuring out more things like gardening. And this weekend I'm actually going and learning how to do sourdough. Like, who am I? (laughs) But I'm just excited to like dig in a little bit more into life and do things that are outside the norm and really get excited about future me as we make shifts and changes to put our priorities right in line. From having our faith right at the tippy top. And that's a daily effort for me to figure out how that, how to keep it there. Uh my marriage next, my kids next, and then friends and business and all of that kind of swirling down there at the bottom. So I hope, I pray actually, that something here resonated with you, that maybe if you're feeling like I am on that conveyor belt and this this can't be all there is. The chance is, (laughs) uh, it's not like where if you're on the conveyor belt, that's there's more, there's so much more to life and it might feel scary to take some of those leaps. I actually just got goosebumps thinking about that. It might be kind of scary, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. My friends. Well, I would love to carry on this conversation with you. I love chatting over on Instagram. You can find me at Tina Pettis anywhere online, but specifically Instagram, drop into my direct messages. I'd love to chat with you. And I would also love to hear from you in the review section on Apple, uh, the reviews there help this episode, get more eyes on it, more ears uh, listening to it. And it also helps people as they're wondering, should I listen to this podcast? It can filter out people and it can, you know, kind of, um, get people in, right. Draw people in is what I'm trying to say. And so, um, I hope you'll share, I hope you'll share the podcast. I hope you'll re- leave a review and, uh, jump into my direct messages over on Instagram. It's been great, uh, chatting to you. I can't wait to chat with you and I'll be back here on the podcast tomorrow. Bye guys.